we're back with another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, Game Source, and of course, Pop Culture Cosmos. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your broadcasts. Plus, if you can go ahead and give us a like, a share, subscribe today at Pop Culture Cosmos, or go ahead and subscribe to the Inside Sports Fantasy Football wherever you get your great podcasts. Plus, do anything you can to support us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Of course, Domination Sports Nation. Go ahead and check out their latest episodes today at Dom in Nation Sports Nation. Plus everything that we do here at popculturecosmos.com and of course Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. And if you could support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, NFL week four certainly had its challenges out there for a lot of people. I know my team is still going strong, even though I've got a great matchup against another top-rated team in my league. So I'm looking forward to that challenge this weekend. I hope you have a great challenge as well this weekend with NFL week five, but I know the talk out there for the past few days has centered in on Tua Tagovailoa and his injury, the second in a short period of days as far as not only the injury he suffered last Sunday, or excuse me, a week ago Sunday, but also as well last Thursday. And now he's out for how long? And how does this affect the fantasy football owners of Tua Tua Tagovailoa? Here today to talk about that, plus all that's going on as far as the league itself, some things that are going on for fantasy owners, and is it too early to start talking trade? We'll go ahead and ask him that. He is the man indeed. He is one of the great hosts, along with his son of Domination Sports Nation. It is Chris Ardieri. Chris, great to have you back. Good good to have you back in the saddle. But of course, what is most paramount right now amongst NFL fans is the injury to Tua Tagovailoa. Great to be back, Gerald. Thanks as always. Yeah, um, from a big picture perspective, you know, this is opening the concussion issue, that slamming that door wide open, I think, with how it was handled and, you know, the league uh, over the years wouldn't even acknowledge the dangers of it. And now that they've instituted this independent neurological consultant who, you know, in the case of the first to a concussion uh, has since been fired. Uh, league's got itself another controversy and, you know, less important, but at least for the topic of this show, uh, he's going to be out Sunday against the Jets and who knows how long he'll be on the bench, which has fantasy implications too. So let's say you were starting, especially after that six touchdown, he uh, six touchdown game he had two weeks ago. So what are your prospects now? If you're a Tua Tagovailoa, I guess, uh, as far as he's on your team, obviously the key is putting him benched now. Should you put him on IR? Should you consider waving him? What are your thoughts right now on Tua as you go forward? For the time being, I'd keep him on IR. That's a very valuable spot that, you know, pre-COVID, a lot of leagues didn't have this. So keep him on there. I wouldn't release him yet. Um, We don't know the significance of his injury or you know whether he may be able to play in the latter portion of the season so i I wouldn't dump him just yet now uh dom has two as a starting quarterback in one of his fantasy leagues and went out and picked up geno smith and you know in previous years you'd probably laugh at me for uttering that statement but given the way he played against the lions looks like he's got some favorable matchups and 
The guy likes to run. He's always good for a, a cheap running touchdown or two from time to time. I think that's one good option. Another one that you may also scoff at in previous years or even now would be Jared Goff. The Lions put up a tremendous amount of offense. Their defense is atrocious and tends to give up more yards and points than their opponent. So Goff is always going to be throwing. And even with Amon Ross St. Brown out last week, Goff put up some nice numbers. So actually, and also DJ Chark, I think there were actually both their, their starting wide receivers were out. Yeah. So uh, definitely benefited Hawkinson, the uh, tight end that, uh, you know, from year to year, people think is ready to explode. So, uh, there's two options for you there. I mean, in one league, uh, due to injury, we picked up Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not going to put up huge numbers for you, but he's a serviceable fill-in fantasy football quarterback as long as he's got weapons like Debo Samuel, as we saw this past Monday night. Well, I'll tell you what, right now, with Jared Goff, he is still out there on waiver wire rosters. I can tell you right now because of how much percentage he has actually owned in leagues, but I will tell you right now, you better go ahead and act fast when it comes to Jared Goff or look to trade him, you know, for him or whatever, because he's now currently in this offense, one of the top 10 point getters in fantasy football. Yeah. And again, you know, you may look at Goff and like, yeah, he's not much of an NFL quarterback, but in the world of fantasy, uh, he's going to throw early and often. And it seems like he's gotten acclimated to this Lions offense and, He's um, number five in fantasy football right now, my friend. The numbers don't lie. And, you know, I've been eyeing him in, in one particular league. Haven't made the move yet, but, you know, I may do so right after we conclude this week's show. Right. He's only rostered in 70% of the Yahoo leagues. That's still something amazing right there that people haven't picked up on yet. He's a backup on my team, so shout out to my league if everybody wants to trade. I'll go ahead and we can talk trade there for you, but... I will say right now when it comes to Geno Smith, Geno Smith is currently rostered only on a limited amount right now, 27% in Yahoo Fantasy Football Leagues, and I'm assuming it's around that same thing or in ESPN League. So if you want, Geno Smith right now is still a top 20 overall fantasy football point getter. So with that big day he had this past weekend, that looking good for him. So if you're interested, go ahead. And he's, he's going to be available most likely. So Geno Smith might be an option, but I would start talking trade. That's the thing I really wanted to focus in on. Is it too early to start talking trade? I know it's only get heading into week five of the NFL. I don't think it's too early to start talking trade. I don't think it's too early to start throwing out proposals out there, especially as we talked how, yes, is it too early to go ahead and hit the panic button? As we talked about last week, yes. But if you're a team that's 0-4 or if you're a team that's 1-3 and and you only need to make a couple of tweaks that you don't see available out there on the waiver wire, maybe a trade for maybe just one straight up, one-on-one straight up, or maybe one-on-two, two-on-one, two-and-two. Whatever you need to do, maybe some quick fixes might be in order, but I'm beginning to think it's not too early to start talking trade for your fantasy football team. No, never too early. And I've seen in one of Dom's leagues, uh, same thing, a lot of pickup and trade activity, whether it's offers or trades actually going through. Now's the time to do it, Um, especially while if you've got a guy you want to get rid of and he's healthy, uh, he's never going to be more valuable than he is right now or even before maybe he takes a dip in his productivity. So worth a shot, make an offer. Remember, the first one likely won't be accepted, but use that as your starting point and bargain from there. Absolutely, indeed. 
But once again, it's the Inside Sports Fantasy Football for you. It's Gerald Glassford along with Mr. Chris Lardieri from Domination Sports Nation. Truly appreciate you watching and listening. If you have any trades you want to go ahead and ponder and help us or help, you want our help from it as far as saying it's a good trade or not, lineup changes, waiver wire pickups. If you have any questions out there in the world of fantasy football, don't forget we're always available isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or insidesportsff on Twitter, or just go ahead and hit us up when you can right here at Pop Culture Cosmos, right there for you on YouTube. Subscribe today so you can get notifications on when we go live with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. But that's the one thing we talked about as far as, again, the trade activity should start ramping up here in the next couple of weeks. What are some of the things, if you're a prospective owner out there, you may be looking to do if you are looking for a trade that might help your fantasy football team. Besides quarterbacks, which owners aren't very likely to part with in most cases, I think I am. Go. Yeah, we know you. You you hoard quarterbacks. There's always one to trade. If you find a team like Gerald that has three quarterbacks, by all means, make an offer. But I've, I'm going to be honest with you, my friend. I, I've won leagues before when they bite, and I've lost leagues before because I've hoarded. It, it's a it's a catch catches can thing because you know i don't get the depth that everybody has but you know when i do hoard quarterbacks and i go ahead and somebody does have to bite because of injuries and i do get those trades that work out in my favor it has helped me immensely some years it doesn't work but when i when it does and it clicks you never know absolutely so in in that case that saying uh, being an outlier uh, i think you've got to build wide receiver and running back depth or Maybe you need to trade one to get the other. And we're starting to see some injuries at running back. Uh, do you really trust Melvin Gordon as a starting running back for the Broncos, given the way his productivity seems to have been declining the past few years? And he's got a case of the fumbles this year. Latavius uh, and, Murray on the on the yep, rebound. He's there. So if you didn't get him or Boone in waivers and you're stuck with Gordon, maybe you're like, all right, I need to get myself a better running back. Or, you know, maybe there's a team – that had uh, Jadavius and uh, you want to say, hey, how, how can I interest you in Melvin Gordon? Maybe you can get one of his his or her top receivers back in return for your trade. So things like that. Um, I wouldn't trade defenses or kickers. That's, you know, uh, really for me, like we have Harrison Butker, who's been a disappointment with the injury now going on three weeks. There are plenty of guys you can find out there on waivers. In our case, we found Graham Gano. So that's one area I wouldn't, but uh, I, I think the, uh, you know, maybe a backup quarterback throw in for someone, you know, uh, not that you'd have Jameis Winston, but in a case like that where he seems to be injured or a Tua owner and, you know, they might come back, they might return to form, but in the meantime, your waiver wire has slim pickings at quarterback. Maybe that's when you trade your backup quarterback if you've got someone elite like an Allen or a Mahomes and you really don't need a great backup quarterback at this point, that's when you sell high. Absolutely. So please go ahead. If you have any questions on potential trades, trade offers to you, trades that you'd like to make, some lineup changes that you're thinking about, or maybe some waiver wire pickups, again, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or insidesportsff on Twitter. Chris is just looking forward to another great weekend in the NFL. Again, the Tua injury is obviously on everybody's mind as far as that. And, of course, like you said, the injuries are starting to pile up. I know the concussion ratio is still, I think, at a abnormally high level. I'm still not very comfortable with it. I think, what, six concussions happened in the last week. 
that's still not a very good sign for the NFL going forward. Not at all, and it's not going to go away anytime soon. So um, I don't know if they need to change anything with their procedures. We know they're looking into safer helmets and the like, but in the near term here, you cannot have what happened with Tua where they claimed it was a back injury and then he was sent on the field a few days later. Never mind the fact that, you know, every team plays one Thursday night game per year on short rest, and I know a lot of people have pontificated on that. I don't think it's a great idea, but apparently the billions of dollars a league receives from Amazon outweighs that risk. So I think you're going to see teams now probably err on the side of caution, especially if you've got a huge amount of money invested in a quarterback or another player and you know whether he might be able to play or not. Maybe the team just starts sitting him out to, to be cautious, take precautions in cases like this. Um, if anything, you know, we could see another round of class action suits or, or who knows what public outrage is already there but um you know this is not a problem that's going to go away for the league and they've got to think of a better solution um to uh really at this point in time i think mike mcdaniel being a rookie head coach they are not going to rush him back i know they think they've got a shot to make a playoff run this year teddy bridgewater is a serviceable backup i'm not saying he'll take the dolphins to the promised land but this is a bigger issue than wins and losses at this point. Absolutely. But there's still great concern if he does come back into the lineup, if he can be able to, first of all, you know, keep himself upright because of the fact, you know, my gosh, that line of his collapsed. And that's part of the reason why he, he is where he is because that line has not been good for him in Miami. I'm just hoping that for good health for the kid. I really do not want to see his, long-term health really hampered by what we've seen already. I think he needs to start reevaluating whether he wants to do this long-term, especially after taking two hard hits like he did last week. Yeah. And it reminds me, I, I read something recently where someone saw Andrew Luck in Indianapolis and he's enjoying retirement. And at the time everyone said, how could he do this? He was, I don't know, if not the highest, one of the highest paid quarterbacks in football. And he just decided to walk away from the game one summer. And, uh, you know, he's a he's a smart guy. He's got outside interests. But besides that, the guy took a pounding his first few years in the league and he didn't want to deal with any long term ramifications health wise. And let's face it, CTE is a real thing. A lot of these former players decide while they're alive or after they pass away, their brains are donated to Massachusetts General Hospital, which has done a ton of research on this and CTE. You saw what happened with Junior Seau and Dave Durson sadly taking their lives and showing the effects of CTE. So this is a this is definitely a, a, a bigger a bigger thing than just football. It's way above and beyond. It's, you know, in some cases sadly life and death. We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL marches on. 
especially what Goodell wants. The NFL will march on and continue starting this Thursday for week five in the NFL. Looking at the potential matchups out there, before we go into winners and losers as far as some of the picks that we have, and of course, woof, 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 a trip to the doghouse, want to ask your thoughts on some of the fantasy football matchups that you're looking at this weekend in the NFL. I'll tell you one right now that I, I think I might shy away from, given their poor performance on Monday night, the Rams against this Cowboys defense, which has really played well. And, you know, all the talk is Cooper Rush and is there a quarterback controversy? Kid's done a nice job, hasn't lost the game yet as the Cowboys starting quarterback. But let's talk about the way that defense has really kept the Cowboys in all those games. Everyone knows Micah Parsons, a budding superstar, uh, digs at the corner as an interception machine, but uh, they're getting great pass rush. They're really stymieing any offenses they face. And since Matt Stafford thinks he can only throw to Cooper Cup, I don't think that's going to be a formula for success this weekend, even though it is home at SoFi. Uh, on, on another thing, I'll go out on a limb and say it'll be a Cowboys home game in L.A., but uh, that's just yet another reason. Do you want to mention that Trevor Lawrence, who did not have the greatest of games at Philadelphia, is back at home against the struggling, uh, and we've seen this for the past few years, struggling Houston Texans who look to be as inept as ever. I wanted to go ahead and say if people need to go ahead and look for a quarterback, if he's out there on the waiver wire, or if he's someone that's already on your team as a backup, maybe this is the week you're starting to go ahead and look towards him. He is even though he's not as high up on the quarterbacks as I thought he would be at this time this season, I still think, it, you know, as far as eight touchdowns to only two interceptions, having a solid year, he could be someone that you could look at as far as having a big game this Sunday. I agree. You know, he started out really nicely against the Eagles in the rain, and it just turned into a turnover machine for Trevor, but I think he bounces back. On the other side of the ball, uh, I like the way, you know, we hit on this last week, and I'll continue to bang this drum. Damian Pierce, I think, has emerged as starting running back for the Texans. Mm-hmm. Ran really well against the Chargers. I don't know if he'll put up similar numbers, but he's a clear number one. He's going to get a lot of touches, and I think at this point, he's a, a start as an RB2 or even a flex. Um, we're starting him in the league. We own him, and I think the future is bright for him. One of the things I wanted to go ahead and hit you up is a audience member asking us about a question that he wants answered right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. So, Corduroys, thank you so much for joining us on today's program. Thank you. Appreciate you watching and listening. Should he do Jalen Waddle and Najee Harris for Garrett Wilson, Michael Thomas, Godwin, and J.K. Dobbins? Very interesting. I would probably lean. Yeah, I'll let me hear your answer first, because I'm I'm thinking I would keep the four guys because I'm not sure about the future for Jalen Waddle, especially with what's going on with Tua's injury. Yeah, if he's holding the four and trading for the two, am I am I reading that correctly? He he's trade he's trading the two. Okay. He's, tra- he's trading. No, he's getting the two and trading the right. four. Okay, I think I'd hold the four, and yeah. you know, Michael Thomas is an enigma to say the least. Whether it's you know, health wise or whatever, but uh, I like I think Wilson's got tremendous upside, and I like what I saw coming back from Dobbins right there. If Thomas is indeed healthy, then I, I definitely think you hold on to that, but I would look into it. And two, we, we talked about this last week. Waddle's a phenomenal player. I've been very high on him, but I think his value decreases as long as Teddy Bridgewater is his quarterback for the time being. That's why I'm like, uh, 
if Tua is just, you know, he, if they had the injuries been aside and, and Tua was still playing right now, I would have said go for it because I really liked Jalen Waddle as far as being that premier prospect running alongside Hill as far as them being this year's major one-two wide receiver combo as far as from a fantasy perspective. But who knows now, like you said, with Teddy Bridgewater behind the, you know, behind the center. So we don't know exactly how it's going to play out for the Miami Dolphins going forward. Could be a mistake by us, but we're actually looking on the safe side of that. So I think I'm making the cautious move and saying I would keep the four just because the fact that you also have depth. These are solid players. Yes, Waddle and Harris are a little bit more star value and a little bit more as far as potential. But for depth purposes, since it's only week five, it might be something you want to go ahead and keep and not go ahead and make that trade. I agree, and I think Harris is kind of underachieved. Look, Mitch Trubisky as your quarterback isn't great for your fantasy value, but you know, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Pickett kind of got thrown into the wolves in the second half against the Jets, and he's, he's going to be, be starting. Leader. Yeah, and he'll start this week, but I think uh, you know definitely not a good matchup against the Bills, but I think it's going to take some time for him to get adjusted, and from what I've seen, teams just seem to – key on that run and that doesn't bode well for Harris here in the near term but uh yeah I think I think the guys you've got there the four are all guys who have value or upside so I, I think I'd hold Pat for now um I think even if Thomas comes back and Dalton's a quarterback I don't think that'll have too much effect on his value Josh Allen has not looked as good in the past two weeks as he did to start the season any concerns there he's still number two overall in fantasy football leagues no, and I think as he gets into it playing teams like the Jets, for instance, um, I know the Patriots look like they had a nice game plan against Aaron Rodgers, but traditionally he, Allen lights up the Patriots. He'll get he's got a total of four games against those teams. That will help him. I think too, you know, no one talks about this, but the lack of any sort of real reps in preseason, you know, the first three to four games of the season, it's almost like they're preseason games for a lot of these quarterbacks getting into a rhythm so i'm not concerned at all i mean there have been times in the past where allen's gotten off to a little bit of a slower start and picked it up as the year has gone on i mean i'm a gabe davis owner and i want to know what's happened to him it's like he's missing in action but i'll be patient i just know at some point the the bills are just going to have a lights out week and all signs point to it could easily be this week against the steelers this is true indeed but once again it's inside sports fantasy football just go ahead and give us a holler at Inside Sports FF on Twitter or Inside Sports Fantasy Football right there for you. Go ahead and let us know your thoughts. ISFantasyFootball at Yahoo.com, of course. You can always go ahead and send us an email with your thoughts on it if you have any questions. But before we head on out, want to go ahead and hear your thoughts on some picks for NFL Week 5. Before you know it'll be that time, before we go woof, woof, woof. Head down to the doghouse. I always make you laugh at that. <laughs> Never gets old. No. Silly me went got greedy, went two weeks in a row at the Jaguars, and my initial gut instinct was to take the Titans, getting the three and a half in Indy. I won't make that mistake again. So first loss of the year, but I think we're going to bounce back this week. A couple of intriguing lines, seeing the Jets getting three and a half at home. You know how much I love that extra hook, Gerald, uh, mm -hmm. against the Dolphins or a quarterback by Teddy Bridgewater thought about that but i think the one that really stood out to me and, and a lot of it had to do with line movement the rams open giving four to the cowboys at sofi as i mentioned will be an auxiliary uh, dallas cowboys home game they got a ton of fans out here on the west coast yeah but moved to to five five and a half in some places and 
Um, not very high on the Rams. I thought they had a good shot to win the division this year. Who knows? They may turn it around, but I don't like the way that offense looks, especially the offensive line and Matt Stafford. And with the way that Dallas defense is playing and Cooper Rush doing just enough as a game manager to to not lose the game or even win when he needs to get a good drive for a field goal, I think you take the Cowboys plus the five and a half. Again, if the Rams pull off the upset, I, by no means do I think it'll be a blowout. I think, uh, you know, the, the 49ers have a game plan and have over the years to neutralize the Rams and Sean McVay's offense. And I think the Cowboys will follow suit. I don't expect, like I said, a, uh, a big 48-45 game. But at the very least, if the Rams manage to pull it out, I, I can't see them winning by much more than four. Frankly, I think the Cowboys win this game outright, but take the points as insurance. The one game that I think people need to look into is from your neck of the woods, my friend. Not the Giants, because they're on the road at Green Bay. I'm not going to touch that one. But the one I'm looking at is the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They are at home against the Miami Dolphins, which has been the theme for our podcast today because of Tua's injury and the fact that Teddy Bridgewater is Teddy Bridgewater. You don't know what you're going to get each and every time out, but I'm thinking heading into the New York Jets – This is about the time we see if the New York Jets defense is as good as it was cracked up to be after the first four weeks. Yeah, Sauce Gardner is going to have a real test this week, whether it's up against Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddell. So I agree Mm -hmm. with you there. We'll see if Salah's defense is up to snuff. And we'll see if Zach Wilson can uh, put it together for a full game instead of maybe one half of a game, although he did catch a nice touchdown on the Philly special play. But let's see if he can throw some more this week. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode. I truly cannot thank you enough. Absolutely. Big shout out to Corduroys for his great question as well. Remember, you can always send us questions or comments or thoughts on Inside Sports Fantasy Football or your fantasy football league. Please go ahead and let us know. ISFantasyFootball at Yahoo.com or Inside Sports FF on Twitter. Or just leave a comment below this video and make sure you subscribe to the Pop Culture Cosmos where you get the latest episodes of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. But before we head on out, my friend, it's time to go ahead, walk outside, stretch out right? you're on the porch, ah, enjoy the day, start heading out, going on the lawn, getting by all the kids' toys and stuff and the dog chew toys and all that because you know what? Woof, woof, woof. It's time to head back to the doghouse. As mentioned, uh, I just do not understand this line, why the Rams are giving that many points at home after such a terrible performance frankly yeah. on monday night football cowboys will be the pick getting the five and a half at sofi uh no a few people going to the game they're cowboys fans i expect it to be uh just as one-sided as it was in the nfc championship when the san francisco fans invaded inglewood california so i think that'll help um like i mentioned earlier i'll go out on a limb and think the cowboys win but if i'm wrong i i think they keep it five points or less again love getting the hook so uh that's my pick hopefully break the one game losing streak when i got greedy and went back for jacksonville for a second week in a row and they hung with the eagles for a while and we're kind of in it they only lost by eight but uh jalen hurts is too much for them so i've learned my lesson picking a new team cowboys will be this week's doghouse pick There you go. And if you have any comments or thoughts actually on the games, please let us know. It's for entertainment purposes only, although I live here in Vegas, and I know that's not really the case. But if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or maybe you need some help as far as a pick, 
again, for entertainment purposes only, <laughs> please let us know. ISFantasyFootball at Yahoo.com or InsideSportsFF on Twitter. My friend, it's been a great time talking to you as always. Looking forward to talking next week on the NFL, fantasy football-wise is concerned. Any thoughts before we head on out? Yeah, we've hit on this, and I mean, every week I seem like my recurring theme is, will Russell Wilson show up? He improved last week against the Raiders, and Mm -hmm. on Thursday night the Colts won't have Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Hopefully this is a week the Broncos offense puts it all together, even on uh, a short rest. Um, I think that's one thing to keep your eye on. The other two is the 49ers look like they're really getting back on track. And Mm -hmm. um, boy, were they smart to keep Jimmy G around. I think their offense is getting into shape. And let's face it, this guy was relegated to some some practice field during training camp. So it's not like he was getting reps and he wasn't playing in the preseason. So I think that's a team to keep your eye on there as they kind of – get used to playing with Jimmy G. I think, uh, you know, going up against the Panthers this week will definitely help them out as well. I think there's some favorable matchups there. Picked up their defense this week off of the waiver wire. So I'm a happy man. So hopefully they will have a back-to-back great performance on the defensive side of the ball. Cause I am facing off against one of the top teams in our league. My friend, you're the one that's looking up at both of us, but you're the one that's laughing at both of us because of the fact that we could beat each other up and you could pass us on by. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to walk right by that backyard brawl and hopefully uh, knocks us up into second place as one of you loses. Not that I want you to lose, but, you know, uh, it's all it's all in good fun. Nothing personal, but um, no, I'll just say personal. it. I, I hope you do win. It'll knock you up to first. It'll knock me up to second. Everybody wins. Well, it's my fault in the first place because I said our, my loss was because of my negligence about, you know, I was doing the Pop Culture Cosmos and I actually – got on at 10.01 and I could not make the change I needed to make and had I done that I would have won my game and I would be undefeated right now so that's my own fault so shame on me like I said right now I'm just trying to go ahead and find a healthy team a deep team to head into the playoff run because I think right now I have a pretty decent team and it looks like you do as well yeah thanks the key is to just get in the regular season seating really doesn't matter exactly indeed but Again, if you have any questions, please always feel free to hit us up. ISFantasyFootball at Yahoo.com or InsideSportsFF on Twitter. Another great episode of the Inside Sports Fantasy Football is in the books. Looking forward to NFL Week 5. Hoping for you out there, as far as your fantasy teams, all the best of luck this weekend. Just hoping you will have a great weekend, a prosperous weekend, and hopefully a winning weekend. And hopefully you will take some of the advice we've given you. And hopefully that will help you win your games this weekend from all of us right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football.